Okay. We are live again, folks. Once again, this is actually if you if you're watching this on Wednesday, today is November second, I believe. This is the second one that we've done today. Today we have a very special guest. Um, this guy I started watching his YouTube videos um, probably I would say maybe a year or so ago. Um, you know, he's got a lot of tips and tricks that he does. Uh, but before we get into all that, we're gonna bring it right to him. Let's go ahead and hit that intro. Joining me now is Mr. T11 Paraplegic himself, Mr. Joseph Huerta. Here we go. Let's put him on there. I probably butchered your name, but Huerta, I always... Every time I try that, man, with like different... Yeah, it's just... it's. I don't know. I guess it's just something with my ethnic. Right. right. I appreciate it. Um, so, hey, man, first off, I want to say thanks for thanks for agreeing to come on. Thanks for coming to share your story. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you like I tell everybody else, I really hope that this helps somebody. You know what I mean? The reason why we do this is to kind of give awareness and also to help somebody that might be newly injured or, you know, there's somebody that's been injured for a while that might want to hear a different point of view. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know who you are. Yeah, my name is uh, Joseph Huerta. I have a YouTube channel called T-Level Paraplegics, where I make quick tips and tricks, and to help anybody like me nothing that are new and want to learn how to improve their life and make their life more easy, especially if you're just a newcomer at being paralyzed. Yep. So, you know. Yeah, I really dig your uh, your editing style, too. I've noticed lately how you've been on there, like, kind of chopping in, adding some comedy, and then, like, chopping oh, back yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like I like the fast. I don't know. It's something about the fast clicks, you know, the fast chops and the. Yeah, I have my own like learning style. The reason for my challenge because I like to make things quick and simple and not like drag it on. You know, just something basic. People make twenty minute videos when it could have been like five minutes or less. That's right. Pretty much, you know, what I've been doing is making videos like five minutes or less, uh, just to help somebody right in the moment. You know. Yeah. A lot of people they like to watch long videos. That's yeah. Just how they are. That's for sure <laughs> and uh, yeah our day and age there's more people that are apt to watch shorter videos and longer videos you know what i mean um yeah. also i want to say thanks to all our live viewers all the people sharing we see you guys out there jody ben appreciate you guys um so i'm gonna get into the first question which is pretty much uh you know i'm sure you've heard this a million times it's it's the one that everybody asks you when you meet somebody new is how to happen well for me it was uh an argument um that happened that occurred we had somebody i'll stay with the roommate um and he had these guests over one of them was his girlfriend he was just dating and her brother just got out of jail he was staying with us and the grandmother was staying with us and there was like altercations all the time the brother threatening my friend who was a marine um the one that let me stay with him and my father being in the army i pretty much thought of my father like that but anyways so I ended up letting things go for a while. Weeks later, I ended up snapping, you know, all that anger build up. I had snapping, told him to get the, get the F out and uh, they didn't like it. They came back, they beat and shot me. So, but like I said, I thought of my father, I'm like, I wouldn't let nobody disrespect my father like that, you know, but right. for his situation, uh, my friend or was a friend, James, I let things go for a while. So, right. Um, but during the court stuff, they try to say I have anger issues when I wasn't the one that snuck in the house, being shot, you know, them, they did to me, you know, I, 
heard a door at the, I heard a knock at the door and a rifle aimed at me and uh, two people barging in with uh, guns and that female was there like hiking them up and she got away with it. So she's out right now. The other oh, damn. guy claimed, other guy claimed insanity. So he's not doing the real time. He'd be out a couple years. You know, um, the other guy killed two people in jail recently. Wow. So, but yeah, I'm a bad person, but. Right. Justice isn't always justice, but it is what it is. I'm trying to make the best that I can with uh, what I have left. Uh, and so I'm pretty much trying to help others like you, uh, you know, because it's not fair and it's not right what happened to us. Right. Even if, if they done it to himself, or like, for example, drinking and driving. Yeah, they did to himself, but at the same time, we don't deserve to be like this forever. People learn, but then over time, it's like, okay, we learned our lesson. Just give us a second chance. For some, we don't get a second chance. Yeah. Some of us are completes. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. You know. uh, oh, you're complete. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, really yep. I'm a T3, T4. You're T11. How long ago uh, did this happen? Almost three years ago. It was December 19, uh, 2019. Oh, so you're right after me. I'm October 26. Yeah. That's crazy. 2019. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club, bro. Me and you are going to be homies. Exactly. Um, so the second question that I have is kind of a, I don't know, it, it could be portrayed in a couple different ways. Um, the way I look at it is it's, it's, it's asked like, would you walk if you could? By that, what I mean is if you could go back to that day and just completely, you know, take a different path and have that not happen to you. And then you would be on a different path, which means that everything you've learned now today, it wouldn't be the same. You would live a different life. Would you rather do that or would you rather... Yes and no. I've thought of that, that question long before um, you just asked me right now. It's just like um, things are harder now where it comes with me uh, mental problems and also for me, uh, brain injury. I have problems remembering things. I blink out, be forgetful. I wish I was normal. I will never right. be normal mentally, physically, uh, especially with PTSD. But um, you know, like there's days I keep thinking, why didn't I just leave when I keep hearing the brothers say, Tiffany, let's go. I got a handle. I could have thought, oh, man, I should leave. You know, I always think what would happen if I just left that day. Right. You know, but didn't because I was being all high and mighty. And, you know, I just let my kind of let your in. ego get the best of you. Yeah. You know, I was there trying to defend my friend. You know, he just let these people walk over him. And I just I stick up to people and. You know, and he ended up betraying me and took their side over. So court wasn't in my favor because four people against one. Who are, going, who are they going to believe? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but at the same time, I see the positives, you know, because they they might have, like, they laughed in court, smiling at parents. They had to be separated in the courtroom because they were laughing and joking around in court. Wow. You know, and then playing daddy. But anyways, it's like, yeah, they're laughing at me. But at the same time, I have the last laugh because I'm the one that gets to choose what I want to do in my life now. Because without them, I wouldn't be T11 paraplegic. So. Right. Right. And know, I think so that the yes word. No, I will. Yeah. So yes and no, I will take a different route or direction. But at the same time, my life back then wasn't always the best. I've done some things that wasn't, you know. Questionable. Bad back then. Yeah, it's pretty much like a, a new life and a new change for me. And, you know, I look back, I'm like, man, I used to like be doing this and that, getting in trouble and stuff. But now look where I'm at, you know. Right. So, so yes and a no for that. Hey, man, I feel it. I feel it. You got a fan over here. D. Uh, D. Terrazas yeah. said, what up, T11? 
Yep. Um, so yeah, I totally feel that, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a thing where you learn something when you're, when you're like in a wheelchair, you know what I mean? When, when you're confined to a wheelchair and you have no other choice, you have no choice, but to learn how to, how to be patient, how to, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, um, and like I was going back from like the other question where I say, it's, it's like, I just wish we'd get a second chance. Yeah. We learned our lesson, but where's our second chance? Right. Most of us won't get a second chance. So, right. And I mean, obviously with the work that you're doing right now, it's, it's kind of funny because I figured I started watching you like right shortly after I got out and you started making videos right around the same time I did, I think. And I've, I've kind of watched how your videos have progressed. Um, and it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? In a way where it's like, man, I wonder if I could talk to this dude, you know, which it's funny how we're sitting here now. Um, yeah. but, but I would like to think, and I'm sure you would like to think that the work that you're putting into these videos, um, could possibly, or is possibly helping somebody, you know what I mean? Um, cause that, that's like I said, that was my thing. I got, a, I was in the hospital and there was nothing on YouTube I could watch that was like genuine to me. You know what I mean? I mean, there was a few people, but you always want to find somebody you can relate with. You know what I mean? My person I like to watch when I first came paralyzed was, uh, wheels to walking. Yep. Richard I watched his stuff and, you know, and I watched other people, but his was like the main person I always watched or go to when I wanted to learn how to do basic stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, he uh, he's been through a lot of stuff too, man. Man, big ups to that guy. Um, so the next question I got for you is dating slash married. So I mean, like, how how's that going for you? Honestly, I I'm not with my babe mom. Uh, she's very abusive, and and I'm not. I haven't seen my daughter since I was shot. She was two months old when I was shot. And Dang. I was begging for my life saying, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, I have a daughter. Like after the second shot, they shot me twice. The first one hit my shoulder, the second one hit my back. And uh, so yeah, I was, um, but anyways, besides that, um, dating's been hard. Not a lot of people want to date somebody who's paralyzed. And uh, me having an abusive relationship back then, it makes me think, well, Imagine how it was back then. Are they going to be abusive now? And I was dating a female like uh, a month ago or so, and I made a video about it where uh, she was being very aggressive towards her dog, and I'm a pet lover. Oh and, yeah, yeah, uh, I remember I that. Told her, I told her, I told her honestly, I'm scared to meet you. And she was like, um, as long as you don't get me mad, if you do, I'll just book your wheelchair. I'm like, that's not cute, and that's not cute. <laughs> and I just her. No, you know? that's that's so, a block that number and walk away yeah it's just a lot of double standards walk how, away oh society is it's like imagine a guy who said stuff like that but yeah I, so i'm always thinking am i going to get like get abused especially being a wheelchair I'm, am i going to get advantage taken advantage of right in a wheelchair you know uh from friends or it could go you know with friends or like relationship stuff you know it's just just being taken advantage in general i don't want to you know right i can't defend myself well, and it's rough too. I mean, I couldn't imagine being single, you know what I mean? And then having to try to find somebody. Yeah. And then also been, been cheated on from my pay mom because drugs could do that to you. Um, mm -hmm. And um, it makes me think like if I was cheated on before my injury, then how would it be now? Like my, I'm not able to pleasure them. I'm not able to even feel pleasure. So it's like people have urges. Yeah. You know, and not satisfy it. So most likely we're going to get cheated on. And that's something that's big for me. It's like, 
you know, loyalty and, you know, so. You got all these underlying factors, it sounds like, that just, yeah, just like in your head, you know what I mean? Like you think about all these things that kind of, you know, even if you might get the confidence to maybe ask somebody out or whatever, then they kind of start creeping up on you. Like, well, wait a minute, what if this and this and this? So that's totally understandable, man. Like, God bless my my beautiful fiance, man. Like, I couldn't do, I wouldn't be here today, like right now. Swear to God, if it wasn't for her, like I give all glory to her, um, and you know that's that's, it's it's something where it's like when when I see people, you know, that are they're just single, you know, in wheelchairs, it's like, I want to give them advice on you know what to do or how to do something to help them, but it's like in all reality, I don't I don't I don't know anything, you know what I mean? Like, all I would say is just try to have confidence. I would say you know try to try to be confident in yourself. Oh, yeah. For everything. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but for me, I already have that. <laughs> But uh, as you can see from my TikTok videos, but <laughs> for me, it's mostly trusting, trusting. It's it's hard. Well, nowadays, it's just hard to trust anybody, especially being a gunshot victim. I cannot mm -hmm. trust people because what happened to me. So, right. Everybody has a little bit. Battles, struggles. It's just, it's just hard for all of us in general um, in dating. And, you know, right. When it comes to mental being paralyzed. Well, the next one I bring up um, is what are your, like, biggest pet peeves about being in a wheelchair? Like the negatives? Uh, yeah, just what kind of, like, really kind of, like, grinds your gears. You know what I mean? Like what people do or something like that. What's up, Mike? <laughs> people think I cannot do things for myself, such as nurses. I have a thing against nurses because they act like they know it all. They act like I can't do things for, for myself. They act like I cannot take care of my own pressure sores. Like, <laughs> so yeah, people that act like they know it all. Or know it all. That say, yeah, I made a video about how a nurse told me, a guy nurse told me, oh, you don't like using a cath kit because you're not used to it. That's the first thing we used in, in rehab was a cath kit. I prefer straight cath because I feed the catheter with the wrapper and it prevents UTIs versus touching the catheter, which is love. So yeah. I have my own way. So being paralyzed, the pet peeve for people in general is mostly like, don't tell us how to do certain things when we're the one that has to be doing it. We're the ones that know when to take our meds. You know, we have our own routine. So printers don't mess it up. So that people push in our wheelchairs. Oh yeah, that's like uh, the number one everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just—it just seems like there. It just seems like we're not. We don't have control of nothing, pretty much. You know, like when somebody just like tries to push your wheelchair away, like like you're going, like they're trying to put you in the corner or something. It just seems like they're trying to control you. you yeah. I mean? it just—it's not cool. My little brother did that to me, and I was like, oh no. Um, let me see. I will say. That's why you gotta get them flip like, down handles on the back. People in general, or like, we're just like, uh, because I will say another pet peeve is like being able, like, not be able to do certain things, like, so, like reaching something high up, and you know. So, yeah, yeah. See, uh, that's for me too. I hate being able to not to reach stuff that I used to be able yeah, to reach and do. Stuff. That's a pet peeve for me. So it's not really a person in general, like influencing me or whatever. It's just something in general I cannot do. Right. That's for my like. The struggle, one of the pet peeves for me is not able to do things. For sure. Which actually, we were just kind of talking about this. Um, what is something that you wish you could do now that you can't do anymore that you used to be able to do? Uh, well, besides having sex. I was just going to say, uh, I already knew like that I was said, coming. Yeah, 
Honestly, yeah, because any any young person, because I'm 24 now, and I was shot when I was 21. Oh it's yeah, it's been almost three years since I felt pleasure. That's the prime, and girl. You got the prime. Anybody, it, it's a big thing for men or female that's a para not be able to feel pleasure, not able to have any more kids. I only have one daughter, so I wish I had more kids. But uh, let me see. I could work, of course, but it's harder since I was shot on my spine. It's harder for me to sit. So there's a lot of things I used to do back then that I wish I could do now. I used to do construction and stuff. Right. Uh, able to just go out on my own. You know, able to just travel without catheters. Be independent. And, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just being independent, pretty much. I have to pretty much rely on people for transportation. Um, so. You know, speaking of catheters, um, I have two different kinds of catheters. So I, do, I also have the straight cath that I use uh, for like when I'm in bed or, you know, if I'm just kind of sitting around the house. But I also have what I use like out here and when we're going mobile, like when we're on the road, is we use what's called the Vapro Plus Pockets or Packets. You ever heard of those? No, I haven't. Yeah, those are a self-contained unit, man. Like they come just in like a little uh, square package. And you just like rip open the package inside. It's all sterile with sterile water. The bag itself is just wrapped up by a little piece of like, you know, tape thing. You just take it off, unravel the bag. Um, the catheter itself is actually inside of a sleeve. So you don't need no gloves. You don't need no um, lubrication or anything. And you just stick it in, empty it, you know, fill the is bag up. The and then that's it. Is that the pre-lube one where Ray has a lube on the catheter? Because I have one where the catheter is inside the bag. Um, it's not necessarily, I think it's just, I don't know if it's lubed or if it's just like moist or if it just comes like that. I'm not sure, but it's, what's, what's that, uh, I'll have to show you after we're done with this. I'll send you yeah, a picture a of it. Of, there's a lot of catheters out there, honestly. So. Oh yeah. It's a big money. It's a big money market, man. I'm telling you, I swear I was in the wrong business when I chose advertising. I should have went into catheters. Um, now we were just talking about this before we went live. Um, but you know, everybody has their own injuries. Everybody has their own different points of pain or different things. Uh, talk about your kind of pain that you have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, like before we went live, I just, uh, you just seen for yourself where I deal with nerve pains and it acts, I have nerve pains 24 seven. It does not go away, but it's like over time. It, it's more manageable you're able to like handle it a little more but every now and then like i'll say like every 10 20 minutes it'll rack up real bad where it's like a cramp cramp it feels like something's like squeezing your legs and it's like a sharp stabbing burning pain and um it'll go away in about like a minute or two but it acts up every now and then the more i sit i notice the more it acts up and my back will start spasming a lot of people get leg spasms. I don't get that. I just get like back spasms where it'll start twitching. Oh gosh, I couldn't imagine that. I get leg uh, spasms, but not as yeah. much as, as some people do. People that have leg spasms, I noticed that they could like keep their like legs definitions pretty much. Mine is like flimsy now. <laughs> yeah, so, I've noticed mine is starting to get kind of flimsy too. I, you know yeah, what? What you don't realize too is, um, right after you get paralyzed, is how freaking heavy your damn legs are. Like legs are freaking heavy, especially when you can't move them or you can't feel them. Man, I don't know how many times yeah. I asked the doctor, I'm like, can we just chop these off? Like it's a drag, you know, like like trying to drag yourself around like on the floor. Yeah. To get somewhere, you got to drag your legs, so it could get heavier now than that. 
but mine actually thinned out a lot. I also had surgery on my leg, so they took a big chunk of my leg off for my wound flap. But anyways, um, yeah, and then I get a lot of back pains, so I cannot like sit in my bush for a long time because my back will start, you know, hurting a lot, and I'm always had to like decompress my back. And right. So pretty much my back and nerve pains are the, the do you get a uh like a sensation when you have to go to the bathroom at all no honestly um i was telling that a friend of mine asked me about that he's not he's a non-para and he's asking me you know some questions about that and i told him i could kind of it's it's yes and no it's like because i'm paralyzed uh i cannot feel my bone blend so i'm like paralyzed like midways kind of right uh and it's like a fading transition um, but it's like I could kind of feel, but not really. But it has to be really bad, like a liter of, of heat. That's, that's yeah, that's not healthy feel. either. Yeah, yeah. Same with being able to do your bowel movement. I cannot feel when I need to go, but if it's really severe, while I'm backed up, that's the only way I can feel it. If it's like really bad, I made a video about where's my level of sensation with a tens unit, and I was showing how, in order for me to feel a tens unit, like in my stomach area, kind of, it has to be cranked up real high. That's the same with like be able to feel when you gotta go pee or have number two. It has to be very severe in order to feel something. Right. And that's usually bad because you get UTIs or I had um, bacteria in my stomach and I got an infection. Ooh. So. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of lucky on you know the lucky side of actually the paraplegic side I guess because like I've probably I would say just about a year or so ago I started developing a feeling. Um, where it's kind of like goosebumps on my forearms or whatever. Like if I have to pee, like my arms will start getting goosebumpy and I'll start feeling it more. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what? That reminds me of uh, this, this YouTuber, Anya's Life. She's another YouTuber I watch. Uh, she's from, she's British or something like that. And um, she says that she gets her leg spasms when she needs to pee. Her legs will start shaking when she needs to pee. Right. But yeah, everybody like everybody has something with, different with them yeah yeah to know when you gotta go pee you know um for me it's like a bloating feeling but usually it's really bad where you know i have to be real backed up in order to feel something but right. everybody has no like ways of knowing when they gotta pee i'm still learning so you're kind of just doing it by like uh watching your intake going by how I, long I, time, I do it every six hours i have a time uh i wear underwears and how i go back to I first start at eight hours, and if I'm still peeing myself, go seven hours. If I'm still peeing myself, six hours. Right. And six hours work for me. So, you know, leaking is normal. You know, if you sit for a long time or work out, it's normal to leak every now and then. But yeah. peeing yourself, yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think every, after a while, you kind of get in your own routine. You kind of learn your body and yeah. learn what you what you can do and what you can't that's do. What, you know what I mean? That's what I was talking about with the nurses. Like, they irritate me because they have all their routine. So right right um so that my next question is going to be uh like what helped you the most after your injury so after you got injured like what what was the thing that helped you the most honestly youtube youtube and having um my dog i have a dog that's a pug and my dad got me a dog uh a year after my injury i believe and uh, I was dealing with a lot of depression. I was much skinnier. I was much bigger back then, bigger than how I am now. But before I started YouTube, I was real skinny. I starved myself. I didn't eat for days. My hair was all the way to my chin. But then I cut my hair. I buzz cut it. I started a YouTube channel a year ago. 
And uh, when I showed a picture of my hair on the floor and a picture of me, my dad was like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, gotta, I just got to start fresh, you know, but at the same time, I don't like the buzz cut because it shows my scars all over my head. Yeah. I have brain injury. I can't remember or I get off the track. And so when I script my, I had to script my YouTube videos where it's not really scripting. It's more like I write down notes so I don't get off the track. Oh, so, for sure. It's all natural. I just write down, okay, talk about this, talk about that. So I'm jump track. But, um, yeah. Well, then you also can edit and chop and how you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've yeah, never like, seen anybody yeah. do it the way you do it. You're, you're like the king of the, yeah. the chop edits. Yeah. So it's just, I blink out every now and then because my brain injury. So right. if I forget what I'm talking about, then at least it's online. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Um, the next question I got for you is what are your like hobbies let's say before your injury and then after your injury before i, well, I used to do cross country and track and I was, I was into like running and my sister did it and I didn't want to do that. my sister's a cross country coach now especially after our coach died from cancer and my dad has cancer now so oh man um, so, sorry to hear that yeah yeah so yeah so but um but yeah, she's a cross country coach, and so we're always sports. So I was always into uh, cross country and track. I did hurdles, long distance. Uh, Can you speak up a little bit? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was uh, <laughs> I, I did hurdling, uh, long distance. I did I was sprinter and long jump and stuff like that. So, so like track um, and field type stuff. Yeah, pretty much just just those. I wasn't in like any like football or anything like that. Probably would have been good, but. Right. Yeah, I was mostly into like sports, and then after high school, I was just into um, restoration and working on houses and construction, and uh, at least the good part of the stuff I used to do. Right, right, <laughs> but, right. Uh, and I won't bring you into that because who knows? You know what I mean? We don't want to bring up the old stuff, which we could actually have an episode about that. Shoot, who knows? Yeah, what do you do now, though? People, I mean, after your injury, though, I mean. I might, but at the same time, a lot of people tell me like they want to know more about that stuff but like there's nothing to really brag about that like yeah i could talk about it but there's a lot of people make a lot of negative comments on, on youtube where they're like oh you're trying to brag like no there's nothing to be proud of you know my back tattoo i always cover up because i'm not proud of it with my back tattoo right you know, it's just, this is me now you know the old me is dead pretty much and i was at why well, i did die but i was resuscitated and this is the new me so it's like my whole life i don't like to dress a certain way i don't wear dickies no more or you know so i don't like to talk about a certain lifestyle i used to do because i don't want people thinking i'm bragging you right know, it's like i've been done that i've done drugs and you know and look where it got me being around certain people got me nowhere but of course i could like talk about my story of course to like pretty much help young people yeah. You know, before they end up like us, or at least with me, because I'm shot. You know, so. Well, and I think just the. the yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think just the, um, the shock and awe of, you know, the the whole gunshot and the life that might have led up to that, that's just something that normal suburban area kids don't get to see. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I grew up around dudes that were like want to be you know gangbangers and would fight and do all that shit but it's like you know it's it's all fun and games until until somebody know, gets shot and then you're fucking got paralyzed yeah, or you die. And it's not cool so right it's like you said it's nothing to brag about 
Yeah. Um, what do you feel about like travel now? Like, have you ever? Do you like to travel at all, or does it hurt you at all, or? It does hurt me, uh, my back and nerve pains, and it's real hard, especially dealing with press scores. I have press scores right now. Uh, nothing severe. It's like stage two. Uh, it's pretty much almost healed. But um, I couldn't travel for my own court stuff, so that just shows how hard it is for me just to travel. Where I have to do my court through the phone. You know, I had to read my court speech. Um, I couldn't really testify, so that's why they, they didn't get much time. So traveling right. hard. I'm in California now, and I'll shot in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So I'm not from there. It's just I am traveling. Oh, so you would have to travel there just to go to court. I traveled there, and I ended up having a kid there. But I'm born and raised in California, um, graduated in Cali. So it's just I was only in New Mexico for a year. So I ended up having a kid out there. And okay. Getting shot over. So but um, yeah, traveling is hard. You know, if I could travel, I would see my daughter. But it's like. Uh, 17 hour drive, I think. Holy shit. From Cali to New Mexico. Uh, yeah, about 17 hours. So it, it's pretty far for me. It's not easy on my back. Oh, no. Uh, it's shot literally right in the spine. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, and it just sucks that in order for me to be able to sit without much discomfort, is I need to be built up on medication. And you know, it's just what I mean is being on back of and all these other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you, man. I'm not a – I used to like to drive, you know what I mean, go to these different places. We used to go to Tennessee every year because we're from Michigan. Um, so that's that right there to go where we went in Tennessee was about a nine-hour drive. And just that, like, just going around Jackson where we're from here, you know, even like a couple, three, four hours driving, like, I can't do it. Like, my back is through when I get home. I want to get in my bed and, like, curl up, you know what I mean? But if it's if it's like traveling for pain, that's how it is with the pain. But if it's like for traveling for a gunshot victim, honestly, I don't even leave my house unless it's like to the store or to my doctor appointments because of my paranoia. Right. Or I get paranoid opening doors because that's what happened when you know I opened door I got shot. Oh, I can imagine that's a traumatic experience. People, being in society, being in society is just hard for me now. I've been like this for three years in the house pretty much. Um, but having a dog, like you asked about the other question about what helped me. Um, yeah. Having a dog is pretty much helped me, and I'm trying to get myself out there again. So, you know. Right. Now, this isn't really one of my questions, but as we're sitting here talking about this, it kind of, uh, you know, it brings me because I myself uh, am a Second Amendment advocate. I, you know, I believe that just because we're in a wheelchair or whatever, you know, we shouldn't be the weak ones we shouldn't be victims and i carry every day um obviously i've learned and i've trained and you know i, I understand the workings of the weapon and how to use it and how safely to use it um is that anything you would you'd be interested in getting into or guns off oh, i'm terrified of guns i don't mind my dad having guns because he's in the army he was in the army for 17 years uh whenever my dad my dad it was about a year and a half ago or two years and um and my dad thought the people that shot me was at my uh, stepmom's house. And he left, a, it was like a nine mil or whatever in my room. Uh, he says, if anybody comes through the door, just uh, shoot. And I was terrified to touch that gun. <laughs> right. Um, I so I, it's just guns I don't like. I don't mind guns in the right hands. Like, right. you know, I'm a gunshot victim. 
I'm still with guns. I, I'm with also against it. It's just, right. It depends. So you support you, know, you support but, being able to having oh yeah, a gun, I, but I you just you're, that's not your I thing. I wish I had a gun like back then. You know, but I if somebody break break in, I have no choice to touch a gun. But I'm terrified of guns. Honestly. Right. When For the sure. Detective questioned me about what happened when I was shot three years ago. I asked her, "Hey, can you take off your gun?" You know, I, I'm terrified of guns. Right. Uh, so she had to take it off. So. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, but with the Second Amendment, people had guns. Uh, the, the guns back then was muskets. They probably wouldn't sign it if they knew we'll be having machine guns and people will be using it for burglary and stuff like that. You know, if they knew that, they probably wouldn't sign the Second Amendment. But at the right. same time, guns are good and it could also cause, you know, bad. it could cause people to get hurt. People use guns for um, violence, like, like uh, what's it called? Like, um, there's a lady, she was, she got an altercation while driving and she pulled out a gun. Oh, road rage <laughs> and all that. See, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think that the guns, yeah. like you said, the guns in the right hands of the right people um, are as better than gun in the hand of somebody that doesn't know any better that just flies off the handle whenever they get mad. You know what I mean? I mean, the only thing that's going to stop a bad guy with a gun, though, is a good guy with a gun. So it's like yeah. you got to think of it that way, too. You know what I mean? And it's it's a slippery slope. I know it's political. Some people don't like to get into it. But yeah. with your type of injury, you know, that's kind of something that I thought about is with me. I just carry like, every day. So it's like, yeah, just like you got to know the law. You know, just like you cannot claim self-defense if they have if if, if they have a gun and, and I don't, they cannot claim self-defense. That's what they did with me. Right. Two guys claimed self-defense when they snuck in. They had a gun. I didn't. I tried to get away. They shot me in my back. They shot me twice when I tried to get away from them. Yeah. So California's gun laws are a lot different than Michigan's, but I mean it's kind of the same. Yeah. But it's 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 a slippery slope. Like I said, each state has their own little quirks and perks about different stuff. Um, where were we at here? Oh, okay. Here we go. Your so your wheelchair that you use. What type of wheelchair you got? It's a it's a tie light. Uh, I wouldn't say tie light because it's heavy. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the backrest is is really huge. It's uh, a lot of people they ask me about my wheelchair. They're like, "Why do you have that kind of backrest? You're not um, that's like for quads." And I'm like, "Because I'm paralyzed um, in ways I have no core balance. A lot of paras they are able to have low backrest, and it doesn't look like the backrest is." Holding on to the back. Yeah. You know, it's just so low. Like, I'm like, how can he sit up? They tried to get me um, one of those, and I was right like, now, uh -uh. Right now, in order for me to, like, lean forward, I had to have my arms, you know. You got to like, brace yourself on your leg, yep. Yeah, if not, then it's, I cannot. It's all balance, and it's just, over time, my arm will get tired, and, you know, it's just. You got to be able to yeah, relax. So I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for a new wheelchair, so. Um, I'm looking for like a lighter one and so I could go to like the skate parks and go out and bounce stuff like that but right now this is a really bulky wheelchair and right. it's like my third wheelchair so. you got a name for it? no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got I, I, I named I both mine I got my manual which is a blue uh, apex I believe it is um, I forget what the name the real name of it is but it's an apex something or other um, I called that one old blue, and then the one I'm in now, which is my power chair, I call this Johnny Five. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Short Circuit with the robot that comes alive, no, Johnny Five. Oh, it's Speaking hilarious. of power, power chair, a lot of my nurses or people that come to the houses, they keep thinking my standing frame is my power chair. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, no, that's a standing frame. 
You gotta explain um, it to him. So, it kind of looks like one actually. But yeah, I no, guess so. If it was sitting there. Goal. Yeah, I got I got one of those too. You get in it, press a button, it stands you up. Yeah, yeah, it's better than the one you had like do by hand. That, oh, that yeah. is so tiring. It's like especially like the little short handle ones. And the mm -hmm. rehab, it's much longer. But you got like a short handle lever, you're gonna be there for like ten minutes. Well, and it's no, sort I mean, of sketchy too, as you know, like if you're not strapped in correctly and you start like moving forward and it's not tightened down, man, it's it gets freaky, man. Yeah, it gets it gets real scary. Um, so this brings me to my last question, which I believe is the most important one out of all of these, which is why I put it last. Um, what is the best advice you would give to somebody who is newly injured? Uh, honestly, what I'll say is, in order for you to like try to like help you move on and that's what i'm still struggling with is moving on but it's more like acceptance i'm just starting accepting being paralyzed is if you're new having a dog would definitely help my dog helped me a lot it's like you need emotional support you know oh, for sure being around others or others that understand you for me my dad understands me since he's a combat vet right uh, other family members uh, other family members they don't understand what it's like to be a gunshot victim or they don't really understand me so I can't really vent to them. So, so what I'll also like give is pretty much vent out to other paras, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Talk to other paras, go on group chats. That's what I've done on Facebook. Go on group chats, talk to other paras, somebody who can relate to you. Um, not a lot of people I've known uh, is gunshot victims. So it's hard for me to vent to somebody who actually understand my problem and deal with PTSD. So pretty much finding somebody who understands you having an emotional support dog or having somebody um, there emotionally, those are two big things for me. Right. Um, also, something you could do if you're just starting out is start a YouTube channel, just like what I did. And it'll, it's like a therapy for me, honestly, because it helps more than actually going to therapy because not a lot of therapists understand you. So, right. you know, just start a YouTube channel and it just helps. And yeah. at least you could also help others um, you know, by sh showing us your journey pretty much. Yep. So. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I mean, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to start doing this is because when I was in the hospital, the first thing I did, like you, is I went to YouTube. That's the, that's the first thing I did. And I went to YouTube and I looked up to see who could help me and who went through it and how they dealt with it. Um, so that's like, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're savvy enough and you're not too shy, you know what I mean? Grab mm -hmm. a camera or even use your phone and, uh, you know, Click it on and make a couple, make a couple yeah. videos. See how it goes for you. Because you never know. You never know where it's going to bring you. Exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, I do appreciate the time. Um, that's all the questions I got for you. Is there anything else you wanted to well, say? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. You asked a lot of great questions. I've watched a couple of your videos, and I'm very like uh, impressed about about your quality of videos and also the questions you ask they're very you know um, impressive i've seen uh, uh what's his name that one guy come to on your video the guy that was in um uh, uh the lamar no it's not lamar it's uh african-american guy yeah uh, yeah yeah. we all blinged out oh <laughs> yeah. no rico rico g that's my Rico, guy. Rico, yeah. Rico, yeah. Yeah, I really like that video uh, with him. I'm like, man, I could relate to him. So your videos actually helps um, others because uh, if I didn't meet you, then I wouldn't be able to see others that are actually similar to me. I'm like, wow, that guy's similar to me. And, you know, that'd be cool if I had to reach out to him or others just like me. So 
Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm very impressed on what you done. Yeah, appreciate um, it, man. I do. I appreciate it. And what I'll do is uh, probably next year sometime, um, I'd like to get everybody around and just kind of like do little shorts. You know what I mean? Maybe bring everybody together so like, you know, everybody that's done a wheelchair Wednesday can have a moment to like either reach out to each other or whatever. You know what I mean? To me. No, that. Go ahead. That remind me of rehab. That remind me of rehab uh, where they end up having like these like um, people from out of rehab come in as like guest speakers and pretty much tell them, to, uh, tell us their stories and to help the new people pretty much. So that's pretty much what you're like, um, what you kind of remind me of uh, what you're doing is like trying to open up the doors to communication yeah, for yeah, people. Yeah. In a rehab where they brought everybody together at a table. We went around, told them uh, our story and stuff like that. So. That's right. actually a very good idea. Heck yeah, man. Hey, like I said, I appreciate it. Um, we're going to put the links to all T11 paraplegics in the in the uh, the description. So we'll have your YouTube page on here so people can click it, check them out. Um, you make what? New videos every Friday, I think it is? Yeah, every Fridays I do uh, shouts for any um, new subscribers. And I do shorts every now and then. But every Fridays, that's when I upload my main videos. Right. For so. sure. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming by. Um, stick with me here once we close this down and I'll talk to you a little bit more, uh, before we part ways. But besides that, I want to say thank you to all our viewers. Make sure you like, and subscribe. We try to do a new video every week. Um, you know, I want to, want to make sure we get this out to people and so they can have something to check out. But until next time, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everybody watching. Um, and we'll see you next Wednesday.